want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now, because your business matters. And this is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. We're coming to you live from our Burner's Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Premium cigars. Good people, life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale. Please uh, go by and say hi to Josh. Tell him that that Joe sent you. I know I'll be doing that as soon as the the uh, show is over. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you because that's what we do here at News Talk WSIC, one hundred five point nine FM, one hundred point seven FM, fourteen hundred AM. I am Joe Vagnone. This is Local Biz Now. Let me prove to you why we are number. Number one in North Carolina. We've been doing this over 10 years strong. We have interviewed well over 800 small business owners and community leaders. We have well over 525 videos on my brand new sexy YouTube channel uh, that you can see at JoeVagnoneBusinessBroker.com. We are also live on the book. Those of you that don't know Joe Talk, that means Facebook. Uh, we also live on the tubes. Uh, that means YouTube. Um, and we would appreciate you uh, joining in, and we'll be more than happy to take some of your questions if they happen to uh, pop up. Remember, we're a little bit behind on the um, on the book, so sometimes those questions are kind of hard for me to to catch up to because we've moved on to a to another topic. But thank you so much for listening. We welcome, and as always, I have a co-host for the entire month. This month, it is Jim Vogel. Jim is my friend, whether he will admit it or not, founder of IMU Social Media Experts. He has a, a, a Lake Norman small business um, networking group that's well over six, 7,000 strong. Jim, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Hey, thanks. It's good to see you, Joe. Good to see so, you, guys. So, Jim, I'm going to need you to be on your best behavior. You, I promise. Let me tell you something. I've been doing this show for 10 years, and very rarely does a small business show from Charlotte, North Carolina, get to talk to somebody as spectacular as who our next guest is. So I'm really going to need you to, um, you might have to pinch me from time to time if I say something stupid, keep keep me on track, because um, from time to time that might happen, unfortunately, uh, as we move forward today, buddy. It's but, all right. We'll, we'll but, handle it. <laughs> Before we get into it, uh, Jim, you wanted to talk a little bit about the networking group and some of the, some of the things that they were doing. Well, real quick, we've got a blood drive on Thursday, uh, eleven to five thirty, right down the street on Catawba uh, at Harris Teeter. Uh, please, please uh, come and, and give blood. You can walk in. No one gives bl- only humans can give blood. So we're hoping that we can do that this time and have a really good show. Again, this is this Thursday, the nineteenth, from eleven to 530. I really appreciate Lake Norman Small Business Network meets every weekly Wednesday at 19725. That is Oak Street number nine. Say that one more time, kids. There's, there's some people out there listening. 19725 Oak Street number nine, right behind the Kane Center for the Arts. Can't miss it. 
Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Are you ready? Ready. Wilton, do we have like a drum roll or something? Can, can, we, can we do something? I want everybody to... You, got <laughs> you guys are already embarrassing me. You guys are embarrassing me. He's going to hang up already because of you guys. Uh, let, let me just say this. I, I got all cleaned up. For this next guest, I've got some sweet smelling sauce on. Can you smell the sweet smelling sauce I got? It does smell like pine uh, sauce. Uh, <laughs> let me let me just say this. I, I am honored and thrilled to have John uh, Resnick, the co-founder, uh, with his wife, Billy, of uh, Resnick Group. LLC. And uh, let me just say a few things about what John does. Uh, John and his wife uh, own a leading independent firm that provides comprehensive life insurance, estate planning, business succession guidance. Their clients include some of the wealthiest families in the world. These are privately held companies, corporation executives, and entertainers. I'm going to tease you with a list of some of those in a minute just to give you an idea of who we're, who we're talking with. Um, Billy and John Resnick also are co-authors of a book um, titled Due Diligence of Trust own life insurance. This is published by the American Bar Association. I do that in because I want you to know this dude's a big dude. You understand that this 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 is not the pizza owner down the street. You understand me? You, you get where I'm going here with this, Jim? Can, can, can we keep up? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the dough. Speaking of pizza, let's talk about the dough. That's there right. Uh, Billy and John created the nationally syndicated radio program, which is how I found out about him. I probably would have never known him. I was listening Saturday at three o'clock here on WSIC, and I encourage you to listen to John's show, Legends of Success with John Resnick. It's been started since two thousand and two. Uh, I must tell you something. He he shares personal experiences with his guests. These are the most respected CEOs and members of Forbes 400 list. It is a wonderful show. It is an exceptional uh business show and I work really hard to try and find a time to listen so when I asked um, if John could be on the show I begged and pleaded and and John graciously um, has uh, given me of his time and experience John my friend thank you so much I really do appreciate you being on the show here with you and Jim thank you for asking me so so I before we get started, I, I, what I want to do is I made this list. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the listeners just a list. This is just a taste of some of your uh, interviews that you've had. Um, Jack Wells, chairman of CEO of General Electric. Steve Forbes, chairman and editor of Forbes magazine. William Lauder, chairman of Estee Lauder Company. Bernie Marcos, co-founder of Home Depot. William Randolph Hearst, chairman of Hearst Corporation. Jimmy Carter, former U.S. president. You just showing off with that one, by the way. Uh, Sarah Blakely, uh, founder of Spanx. If you don't know who that is, she's one of the wealthiest. I think she's the first billionaire uh, woman at her age. Uh, tremendously wonderful interview. Howard Schultz, chairman of Starbucks. Robert Langdon, co-founder of Moderna. And Ellen Gordon, president of... Tootsie Roll Industries Incorporated. That is just a short 
list of the people that, John, you have interviewed. Uh, such an impressive list. Uh, and again, thank you, my friend, for being here. I, I do appreciate it. Well, what a pleasure. Again, thank you. You have a, a fantastic show, Joe. So uh, let me get started with the first uh, question. Can you give me a bag of free uh, Tootsie Rolls? Any, any, any chance I can get? Whatever you want. You want to steal <laughs> box, have them delivered. <laughs> I will say that's one of the better parts of the show. We do get free samples. We get a lot of swag. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I spent the entire first quarter of the show describing poorly and not even touching the topic of um, all of the things that you you do, my friend. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, we're going to go to break. When we come back. We're going to get started. I am talking with the uh, co-founder of Rednick Resnick Group LLC. He also is the host of Legends of Success. We'll be right back. are listening to the number one talk business show. This is Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone, and if it's Monday afternoon on WSIC, your business matters. We're talking with John Resnick. He is the host of Legends of Success, and it is a phenomenal uh, business program. We interview small business owners, and let's get to it. I've wasted too much time. John, thank you. We appreciate you talking with us. You know, as I started doing a little bit of research on you, um, you know, nowadays it's a little bit easier because I got the Google, right, to, to, to do that. One thing I wasn't sure about, you know, are you the guy that that grew up with the silver spoon in his mouth because, you know, kind of walk me through that, right? Give me a little bit of your background. You don't have to go back to 1963, but kind of give me a little background. Well, hardly. Um, you know, I was born with a silver spoon when it comes to love uh, and a great, great set of parents. So I picked my parents well. Um, a lot of love, a lot of encouragement. Um, my father was the type of person who always believed he could do anything. Uh, my mother had a lot of compassion, a lot of a sweet woman. And uh, when you have the foundation of parents, and uh, I feel sad for anybody who isn't blessed with a great set of parents like I was, it kind of gives you the confidence to grow up. My dad, uh, in the beginning, had all kinds of jobs. I remember we were broke, but we never felt broke. And then he hit a streak of success uh, when he went into the life insurance business. and. Uh, he became the world's largest producer at that time for a pilot life insurance company. So at a very impressionable age, I had a lot of influence from my father, believing I could do anything, and the compassion for my mother. And I think that's what helped a lot. But no, we weren't born with a silver spoon. We did see some years of success, but it was an up and down roller coaster for my dad. So, so let's talk about your success, because it seems like you've got these different lives, right? You know, talk about each one of them briefly, because when I'm, when I'm, because you don't, you and I don't know each other. You graciously accepted to, to do this interview. Um, and so it's then that I started uh, looking into it a little bit and I couldn't tell which one of them interests you most, right? Or which one of them defined you the most. So talk a little bit about that. You know, that's an astute observation. Um, I get bored easily. So by having these two different paths, one on the estate planning, life insurance side, we've been very blessed. Our clients are really who's who. They're very, very wealthy, some very famous people. 
And then on the other side, you have the blessings of being able to interview these folks is how the show started. So really, Joe, it depends on the day. There could be a day I do nothing but work on the show and work with guests. And other days, uh, it's all the state planning and working on clients. And coincidentally, both of those groups have intertwined and overlapped with each other. So I'm curious, do you... Are you this planning, scheduling type of guy that that discerns this is what I'm going to do for each hour of every day to manage all of these things that happen in your life? Now, you know, it's funny. I once asked Red McCombs, who was a Texas billionaire. He was a founder of Clear Channel, which became iHeart. He used to own the San Antonio Spurs, the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I asked him, who is, is one of my mentors, Red how do you start your day? And I followed his path. He said the first thing he did, Joe, was put out all the fires. Anything that needed to be done, the most difficult, the most challenging or unpleasant, let's get those out of the way, and then you have a productive day. And so I have a fairly scheduled life, but you also have to be able to react and adapt in real time, and especially with the clientele we have. So we can be going down a certain path, but if a client needs us, we respond. We respond immediately. And I, it's 24-7 that we're available. So we do have a path, but we're, we adapt very quickly uh, as things may change. Jim, you had a question? Yeah, I, I want to figure out how you tie life insurance with estate planning and how that kind of morphs, morphs together. Life insurance and estate planning, how it's tied. How, 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 how it comes together. So... Um, as you know, in, in the United States, if you're a citizen of America, um, when you die, if you have significant assets, there's a death tax called the estate tax. Now, when I started out, it was only 600000 a person was the exemption. So a married couple, anything over a million two, they were getting taxed at 55 percent. Well, most people, well, now the exemption has increased significantly. Um, it's 20 some million 26 million for a married couple. But what happens if you take some, we have five families um, who are on the Forbes 400. We have a number of clients um, who are worth 100 million or more. And when you look at the assets of these clients, it's not all sitting there in cash. Although some are very liquid, the, most of them have illiquid assets, businesses, real estate. So when they die, once you get past that exemption, the death tax, the estate tax, is 40%. Well, they don't have that kind of liquidity. So life insurance is the perfect solution held in a special trust that when they die, that death benefit funds the payment of estate taxes. Coincidentally, the people who have estates that are taxable are wealthy and successful, which kind of ties into the show. They, they feed each other. Right. So uh, I, I tried to listen <clears throat> and go back and listen to some of your shows. And I think my favorite was uh, Bernie uh, Mocus, uh, the, the uh, co-founder of Home Depot. Yeah, he's a great, sweet man. You did a phenomenal job with that interview. That is one that's on your website that people can go listen to. One of the things he talked about, which really touched home for me, was the challenges and adversity that he ran into. How offended he was that he got fired, Right. Um, yes. And it really affected his core. Here's a guy worth multi-billion dollars still upset that somebody fired him, right? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? 
Yes. Yeah. Well, it's something you don't forget, you know, and that right. man that fired him, his name was Sandy Sigaloff. And Bernie and Arthur, Arthur Blank, his other co-founder, along with Ken Langone, who was also a guest on our show. But those two, Bernie and Arthur, was work, were working for a, for a um, home improvement chain called Handy Dance that was owned by the Wix Corporation and a guy named Sandy Sigaloff. And he was so mean and oppressive that he summarily fired Bernie when he is 50 years old from president of Handy Dance, threw him out uh, unceremoniously, just threw him right out. And Bernie was broke. He couldn't even make his Cadillac payments. And he didn't know what to do. And that crisis, if it wasn't for that crisis, there'd be no Home Depot today because that's where Bernie Marcus hit the crossroads of his life. And Ken Langone, who's another billionaire, came along and said, Bernie, you just got kicked in the act uh, with a golden horseshoe. Bernie says, what are you talking about? I just got fired. <laughs> and Ken said, now we can pursue that dream you had. And that was the Home Depot. But getting fired was the greatest thing that happened in Bernie's career, Joe. So, and I, I encourage people, go to uh, Legends of Success uh, with John Resnick. It is a phenomenal website. This, this actual video is on your homepage. It's just phenomenal. But I want you to tell me, did you have a moment like that in your life? Oh, I've had crises. I, you, know, I, <laughs> you know, I will tell you, like, I, I never wish my kids to be broke, but I'll tell you what, it is good for you. Um, I remember being hungry. I couldn't pay my bills. I remember I couldn't pay the light bill. I remember having wax in the carpet because I was using candles and had electricity. I moved to California when I was 20 years old, didn't know anybody. And I remember being hungry. I remember the feeling of being hungry, but you know something? And I ended up working in the music business is where I learned marketing, um, and, and strategic positioning in business. I learned a lot out there. But um, that ability to go hungry and know you can make it gives you confidence in life. So every setback in life carries a seed of opportunity. And I want people to hear that because it really is a theme throughout all the successful people you talk to. They say that in some form or another. You're absolutely right. Take Richard Schultz. Dick Schultz, the founder of um, Best Buy. He had a little uh, car stereo company. He's installing stereos in automobiles. And a hurricane came by, by, or a tornado, and they just blew his business. It was called The Sound of Music. Blew it off the ground. Uh, he was just like disheveled. He was upset. But he said, you know what? Now I can start this other concept. And what he did, all, it's amazing how disasters can create opportunity. When his store got blown down, he took all of the merchandise and just stacked it up in a pile, and he sold it on the sidewalk. And he found out that when you have piles of merchandise, it attracts people. It gave him the impetus to create Best Buy. That's interesting. So, Jim, I'd ask you a question about your primary business. Let me be clear. I asked... I begged your wife, Billy, to be on the show. She let me know <laughs> through you that somebody's got to keep the lights on. You know? <laughs> right. so, but she is welcome on, on the show anytime. I'd love to talk with her. But it, it was clear to me, John, that you're a family-operated business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because this is a very unique and select clientele that you have. Um, I would find it uh, to be interesting that you also are 
introducing them to your family as well. Oh, absolutely. We consider clients our family. Uh, our client retention rate in the last 25 years is 98%. We love our clients. We protect them. We have a moral, ethical, and professional obligation to take care of their families and keep them safe. And we take that quite seriously. Uh, working together, you know, Billy is an attorney by background, but we don't offer legal services. It's value added. So anything that I learn, I'm self-studied. I didn't go to college, but I've lectured at Wharton for years. Um, and she and I are co-authors of the American Bar's National Guide, the due diligence of trust on life insurance. Well, because she is an attorney by background, that helped us get that gig. But we believe strong in education. We've worked together. She has skills that are far better than mine. I have skills, I think, that are different than hers. And we just make it work. You just make it work, you know? So you, you just stepped right into it because that's where I want to go. Walk me through when business stops and family begins or family stops. And how, how does that happen for you? Well, first thing is we love that, that sigh is, is <laughs> has yeah, already no. told me something. <laughs> well, we, we absolutely love what we do. As a matter of fact, without getting into personal financial details, but in concept, we share a lot of the stories with our kids. Um, so it doesn't really stop and start. Um, we get our kids involved as much as we can, even in the things that we do in life. Billy and I um, have co-endowed a family business conference in Southwest Florida at the Florida Gulf Coast University. It's called the Resnick Wynn Family Business Conference with our friend Michael Wynn. And we brought in friends, Steve Forbes was a kickoff speaker. Uh, Alan Hassenfeld from Hasbro was our keynote this past year. Well, each of these events, we made sure our kids are there and they're involved. John, John, John we got to go to break. You. We'll be right back. You are listening okay, to John Resnick. This is Local Biz Now. We're right back. Look, sorry, I talked too much. That's okay. You are listening to Local Biz Now. If it's WSIC, your business matters. And we are talking with John Resnick. He is the co-founder with his wife, Billy, the Resnick Group. And he also is the host of Legends of Success with John Resnick. He started back in 2002. John, my friend, thank you so much for being here. I, 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 you, you and I met through Zoom on this, and I already feel extremely comfortable uh, calling you my friend. You are a true gentleman, and I thank you so much for your time and your experience on this call, buddy. Well, thank you. I feel the same, Joe. Thank you for inviting me. Jim, you had a question you want to ask? Yeah, it's about your organizational skills. I know you got them because you've got a, a, at least a couple hundred clients. Now, Joe says he uses the Google, right? I haven't used Google <laughs> in six months. I use artificial intelligence, right? It tells me that you have 320 clients, $80.26 million in regulatory assets, and that average is 251000 a client. Is it close? No, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> ah. he, needs go, he needs to go back to the Google. <laughs> but it's, you know, you, you it said lots of nice things about you. you. You could be relatively in the ballpark, but I would say our clients, we probably have about 150 clients. and um, but, but it takes not only good organization skills, we have great support. You know, uh, Billy's sister works for us. She's phenomenal. 
Um, and we have another support team behind the scenes. And so a long time ago, Jim, I, uh, thank you for that question. Um, I went to a very expensive, but well worth it uh, business coach by the name of Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, he was out of Canada. Uh, I mean expensive, and he just taught you how to prioritize, uh, how to take out the trash, which means take out the things that you shouldn't be doing, only work on your gifted skills and you delegate the others to other people. And you get in a routine and you get into a balance and it just gets a rhythm uh, and you learn to. But by all means, respond quickly if a client calls because that's lacking these days. The quicker you respond on a regular basis, the more you'll differentiate. So, so John, I, you can imagine I, I've, I've interviewed and know so many financial planners, insurance agents. Um, but gosh, I don't think I know but two that might have one or two wealthy clients, right? Each, right? Um, walk me through how you, the relationship that you have with them that, that um, goes and transfers to the comfort level that they have to have to ask you to help them with their with their wealth. This is not common. At least it doesn't feel like to me this relationship you have with the client is common. Well, we, I mean this sincerely, we truly love our clients. We've had, we had a case referred to us about a year and a half ago. Um, and it was for the placement of 34 million of life insurance. Um, after the first meeting and then into the second meeting, we backed out and we told them, thank you very much. We're, very diplomatically, we would not work with them. We have certain standards that we have to really care about our clients. They were a little, um, let's say, strong-willed where they didn't appreciate what we could do for them. But we absolutely love our clients. There's an old saying that long before somebody wants to know how much you know, they want to know how much you care. There's a lot of smart people that are in jail, right? So, so once you know that you care, which sadly that is lacking so often, then you get the greatest amount of knowledge and expertise in a niche area, not being a generalist to all things, to all people. And you pick your battle, you pick your focus, and you just run with it and make sure that you're preeminent in that niche. And that's what we try to do. So we not only study, but then we teach. I've lectured at Wharton conferences over the years, brought in Sean Huntsman and Steve Forbes and, and the Lauders. Um, and then we also teach continuing legal education. So we don't make sales calls. We educate, but the reputation that gets us referrals. I got a question involving um, some advice that you can give our small businesses out here across the lake. Okay. Many of them are struggling and what happens is they've got a little cash, they've got a spouse that's working, they just got bounced from corporate, and I tell them, don't follow your passion. And they look at me like, what? So don't follow your passion, follow what you're good at, bolt your passion to it, as hard as it sounds, and you're gonna be a lot better off. What do you think of that statement? Well, I, I think they, they kind of intertwine because doesn't uh, passion, and what you're good at. If, you're, if, if you don't have a passion, maybe you wouldn't be good at it, Jim. What do you think? Yeah, we got, let's say you're a trainer in corporate, right? So you get a new job and you're going to be a trainer for everybody. And right. so you end up in bookkeeping, right? Because you're not making the money. Uh, right. You know, they've got to look at, I guess, the bigger picture, maybe. 
Well, absolutely. So this is a this John. This is a great um, thing to get into. I listened to your interview with Jack Welch, a phenomenal interview with a phenomenal individual. And one of the core things that you bring with you is to say that there is a character and integrity built in to the ultra-wealthy, successful person. That's not a statement most people hear. And that's really the core of your uh, radio show. Well, you know, it's interesting. That's one of the prerequisites that we look at. We don't want to just have a guest who is fabulously successful. Our whole theme are people that overcame setbacks and obstacles to make it to the top with integrity by doing the right thing, and in most cases, give back. So if you look at all the guests we've interviewed since 2002, I think barely one or two fell off for a business scandal. Uh, right. So we look for good people, you know? We really so do. so to, to Jim's question, J- Jack answered a question that you asked, which is, what advice would you give these people? And I took notes, and there were three things that came from this, and I wanted you to just, just speak on them. you got to have self-confidence. He said, keep learning, keep searching for the next product or service that you can offer. And then he gave you his, he called them the three E's and the P, right? Which was energy, edge, execution, and passion. Talk a little bit about that because one of the things I liked about a guy like Jack Welch was he doesn't just say, well, you kind of got to work hard. He literally tells you exactly, specifically what to do and how to do it. Jack was a great guy. He was actually a mentor of mine. I used to go to Boston and visit him at his home. And uh, he would talk a mile a minute. Jack was a stutterer. Um, and he stuttered because his brain goes so fast that it's hard, seriously, it was hard for his mouth to keep up with his brain. His sharpest guy in the world. But you have to be driven and have a belief in yourself and visualize those results that you want. And know that, be realistic, that it's not going to be easy at first. But you must exceed your grasp because, you know, all success is found outside your comfort zone. If you remain in your comfort zone, you'll rarely find any success whatsoever. The big risk is not getting out of your comfort zone because then you know you'll end up being a failure. You must get out of that comfort zone. And that's where opportunity lies. Yeah, being timid is not the easiest, is, is simply the easiest thing you can do. Is just say, I'm backing off. Now, Woody yeah. Allen once said, 80% of success is simply showing up. That's exactly and right. And Satchel Paige said, never look over your shoulder because somebody might be a-catching you. <laughs> so those two <laughs> things really drive, I think, our small business owners because they got to get up at 3.45 in the morning and make those donuts. I know you guys are a little bigger than donuts, but there's a whole bunch of us out here that really want to get better from this interview. And we really appreciate all that you've said today so far. Well, it's very nice of you. We've actually had uh, Bill Rosenberg, the founder of Dunkin' Donuts, on our show. And he literally used to get up at three in the morning to go in. Right. Oh, yeah. So so I'm curious. Um, I'm, I, I was a little intimidated by that I was going to interview you, and you don't you don't know me, John, but I don't intimidate easy. Uh, you know, I've been self-employed since I'm 17 years old, so I kind of do my own thing, right? Um, sure. 
Do you get intimidated when you're talking to clients or potential clients? Because these are, I mean, I, I just read 20 at the beginning of the show. There's another 80 that I could read off. Th these are who's who of American business. I mean, for goodness sakes, you're talking to Steve Forbes. Uh, we've only got about 90 seconds, so you're probably only going to be able to touch on the question, then we'll pick back up on it. I was, But the, the it was a sloppy question. How do you feel when you, when you talk with them? Do you get uncomfortable? Uh, only in the beginning years I did. But I have such an enormous amount of respect for my guests. I just think so highly of them. Uh, one of the greatest ways to get rid of anxiety or stress or nervousness is preparation. And the more you know their life story and you can share it, the quicker you earn the respect that you actually took the time to learn about them. And, and oftentimes when people interview someone, they'll take a list of questions from the PR people and just read it off. I used to spend four days preparing for a 40-minute show. Wow. That makes a lot of sense to me. So, and you know, your statement is the same. I love that statement because I heard that from Peyton Manning. Uh, he made the exact same statement, so I love that statement. So, let, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to talk some about the show itself and how it got started. You are listening to John Resnick, co-founder with his wife, Billy, of Resnick Group. He is also the host of Legends of Success. Here every Saturday at 3 o'clock, it is a show worth listening to. And so is WSIC, where your business matters. We'll be right back. I must have had my clock fixed up. I thought it was 4.45 at this time, but actually went wrong, right? Yeah. Number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. This is Local Biz Now, where your business matters. We are here with, <laughs> whether he likes it or not, our new best friend, uh, <laughs> John Resnick. He is, he is a co-founder with his wife, Billy, with Resnick Group, LLC. He also is the host of Legends of Success, where he is sharing personal interviews with some of the most respected CEOs in the country, members of Forbes 100, uh, 400 list. I'm going to read to you and testimonial on off your website. Your interview was a joy and delight for me to do. Your program gives its listeners a refreshing, insightful look into the guests, values and philosophies that help to shape their failures and successes. Thank you for allowing me to share and be a piece of my life with your listeners. I wish you'd continue success. That is the co-founder of Home Depot, Bernie Marcos. Um, I agree with everything he said, the way you interview, how you talk with them. It is just simply a wonderful show. Briefly, how did that show start? Well, back in around 2002, the early 2000s, uh, there were business scandals, Enron, WorldCom, Rite Aid, which, by the way, filed for bankruptcy today. And my wife and I, was my girlfriend at the time, um, we became concerned for young people and students because the media was bashing all business CEOs as bad. It was painting a picture on all of them. But we had concerned that students wouldn't have mentors or aspire to go into business. And we thought, you know, we've heard so many wonderful success stories from our clients, if we could only share those on the air. Um, 
no experience, never been on the air. Uh, my history on air was dedicated song to a girlfriend when I was 14 on the radio, and I was scared to death. But <laughs> I, we approached, came up with the idea, and we approached a guy. His name was R.J. Harris, the program director at WHP Radio in Harrisburg. So I had this great idea. Every week, we'll interview a successful business owner or a luminary. We'll tell about their story, the positive story, how they made it, and share it with others to help them. And he said, you're crazy. Good news doesn't sell. Uh, and he excused me, and I left, and I came back two, three times. And he said, you've never been on the air. How are you going to get a guest every week? And you have no experience. Um, finally, he char they charged me $1,500 for the hour to go on the air. And scared to... Yeah, <laughs> I was never on. And my first guest, and that was in September of 2011, went on January 12, 2002, with Dick Yingling from Yingling Brewery. Um, and I was so scared to come on the air. That was live back then, like you are now. Um, he had the newspaper there doing an interview, and he said in the newspaper, I had to come on the air to calm John down. But, you know, <laughs> you got to get out of your comfort zone. So... And after let, yeah. So, so John, one of the things you do that's very unique—it's I call it old school, right? You get to know your people before you interview them. I mean, you go—you go to where they are and spend time with them. Talk a little bit about that. Well, it's interesting. I've always wanted three impressions at least. First of all, these people are people you dream of meeting, right? Oh yeah. And so um, I would always tell them. My job is to give the best profile of your life story I possibly can. So please trust my process. Well, the first part of the process, I would do a pre-interview. And I would travel to them every time I could or get them on the phone. But usually I would travel wherever they were. And I would meet with them. We'd break the ice in person before they ever went on the air, get to know them. I kind of pre-interview them. By the time we were on the air, we knew each other, so to speak. Right. And after the show... I would take them a copy of the show. And so I'd always have three impressions, and I pray to God that some of these would stick and become friends. And uh, we've been blessed. A lot of them have, and some of them have become clients. Uh, and that's how we started out. But we, by the way, we never, ever tried to sell a product on the air. Never. Right. Pure interview. Never told a guest what we did. No, you know, it, it's what I liked about it on the radio, right? As I'm driving, I'm hearing a real, genuine interview, and not once did I feel I was being sold to the entire time. It was just, it's just an exceptional show. And again, 3 o'clock, WSIC, Legends of Success. Um, to Jim's question, if you can leave us with anything, um, what similar traits do you find, if any, that that these successful legends tend to have that us small business people should try and um, copy best that we can? Uh, regardless of the adversity, they, you know, they never give up. I mean, that's an old one, but they truly never give up. A no doesn't mean no. A no means not now, try again. And you, if you've got the vision and you believe it is your vision, and nobody on earth has the right to take that vision from you and keep going for it and keep trying. It was just like with the radio program. I had to come back three times. They finally made me pay for the show. By the way, we don't pay any longer. We're on over 100 stations. So, you know, we, we excuse them after we start building the show on our own. 
But the wisdom is believe in yourself. Don't let anybody ever discourage you because they don't have the right to do that. And uh, just follow your dream and your passion. So I'm going to read a couple of things. There were there were three interviews that I really liked on your website. One was Jack Welch, which we, we've talked about that. Self-confidence, keep learning, keep looking for the next product and service. Um, hire the best people. Do that through energy, edge, execution, and passion. And then Sarah Blakely, and those of you that don't know, Sarah is a billionaire, I think the youngest billionaire in the country. Um and she designed and created and founded a body-shaping hosiery business for those guys out there that don't know what that is. Um, and she said two things to you that were just exceptional. Love to get your thoughts on them. Having fun running your business and your life is important, which I found interesting. And she also said, hire your weakness as soon as you can. Can you talk about those? And are there other um, legends that, that had that same philosophy? Absolutely. It goes back to Dan Sullivan, the business coach. You need to practice and focus on what your unique abilities are. And you bring others in who have the strengths that you don't have. So, uh, you know, it's like in business for ourselves. I will go out. I'm more the creative person. I bring the clients in. I find the guest. I do the interviews. Billy, on the other hand, is the intellectual one more than me. She's an attorney. Once we bring cases in on the estate planning side, she does a lot of the processing or most of it. And so you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you at things you don't do. It's just that simple. So how do you do that in your company? How does that, how does that look inside your company? Well, it's like I had mentioned. So um, I typically have the vision of what, what we need to do, clients building the show, things like that. But when on uh, the estate planning, if we have a client that I've, I'm able to meet and bring in, which often comes somehow from either Wharton or the show or Forbes or somebody that's been referred or a current base of business. Once we've created the initial relationship and we start doing the work, a lot of that processing that is done by Billy, technically, she's, she's better educated formally than I am. I don't have a formal education. I, I know you. I know you definitely married up. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell people, you tolerate me, you love her, you know? <laughs> so so your favorite interview that I have heard um, was Bernie Marcus, uh, co-founder of Home Depot. And his statement that he kept making throughout this entire thing, which is like this theme of your show, do not compromise your principles and he, he said something that was interesting, because if you do, you're also tainting your organization and the people in your organization. And you really wrapped yourself around that statement to, to the point that I could tell you believed it also. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. You compromise your principles, you'll compromise yourself. When you compromise yourself, you'll have no belief in yourself and you won't perform. And not only that, when you are a business leader, you have a moral and ethical and professional responsibility to set the tone of leadership that others will follow. And if you have one of bad behavior, then everybody, nobody respects you. And, and it's just, it, it permeates like a, like a cancer. But you need to set the example to inspire others. It's quite simple. You know, it's funny because one of the things he kept saying was the core reason at Home Depot is so successful. He made it sound so simple. Listen 
to your customers, right? I mean, it's such a simple statement, um, but you must have questioned him on that three or four times, trying to narrow in on exactly what that felt like. Well, you're right. And, and the other thing, when you're in business, no matter who you are, I don't care if you're in retail, I don't care if you're a dentist, everybody is, has a product or service that they're trying to provide. Never sell, always serve. In other words, forget about yourself. Think of that client or the, 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 the problem you're trying to solve, not a product you're trying to sell. If you listen to that customer, they will tell you exactly what they need to solve their problem. And all you have to do is fill it. Just quit pressuring, quit trying to sell. Build relationships, and the byproduct of relationships will be business. If you try to sell, it's transactional and it's temporary. So, John, thank you so much. Probably the one thing I think the listeners would like to hear, we've only got about 30 seconds, is how, 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 how should they should deal with adversity. Well, just look at square in the eye and go through it, because it's either you or it. And you have to look at it, and uh, you can't hunker down. You got over, under, or through. You got to bust through it. The greatest fear is doing nothing. And it's better to try and not make it than to not try at all. At least you look back and say you try, but if you don't try at all, that's the definition of a failure. You are listening to John Resnick. He is the co founder with his wife, Billy, of Resnick Group, the uh, Legends of Success. See you next week. <laughs>